Udemy.com, an easy way to answer to study hard. Ask a question. You have homework questions and our subject matter experts have answers. Ask away most questions or answers in as fast as 30 minutes and you'll be notified by email when your answer is ready. Find a solution, proofread your paper, Bartleby the experts will look, will look over your paper with their advanced grammar and spell checkers. Bartleby Learn access step-by-step solutions to millions of textbook problems, a searchable database of solutions to homework questions and subject matter experts on standby 24-7 when you're stuck. Bartleby Write. Write better right now. Scan for accidental plagiarism, check spelling and grammar and format citations correctly so you can spend less time writing and get the grade you want. Bartleby Tutor. 24-7 online tutoring services gives you personalized instruction you want and the flexibility you demand with convenient options you can find the best fit for your lifestyle and study habits. Bartleby Learn. Search, solve, succeed. Study smarter with access to millions of step-by-step textbook solutions, a searchable digital, digital database of homework solutions, and subject matter experts on standby 24-7 to provide homework help when you need it. Subscribe and your first week is $4.99. After your first week subscription, auto renews a, a monthly to $9.99 USD or the monthly current fee. Cancel anytime. Winning lineup of study student tools. Textbook solutions. Millions of step-by-step -step solutions with, with thousands added daily in 30 subjects. Expert Q&A. Ask their experts for most chosen homework or study questions anytime and receive a detailed solution in as fast as 30 minutes. 24-7 homework help. Article subject matter experts. Many with advanced degrees. <coughs> always on stand to ease your concerns and get you back on track. Solution database. Homework solutions are easily searchable and... Constantly updated, quickly find what you need, save it later, and exit from a mobile device. Try it today. Study on the go. Problem solved, maximize your study time, and get homework help anytime, anywhere with the Bartleby app. Ask or snap homework question, search textbook solutions, and get answered notifications right from your device. Download it on the App Store or Google Play. Bartleby Write, composed with confidence. Quit staring at a blinking cursor. Easy, easier essay com composition is right. Here with your new favorite PlayVision grammar checker, they're all in one writing help tool is designed to reduce mistakes, improve writing habits, and transform OK essays into stellar ones so you can submit your paper with confidence all for only $9.99 a month. Try Bartleby Write, 24-7 personal writing tutor, PlayVision checker, Bartleby will help you with Catching missing citations, accidental copy text, and other mistakes, giving you supreme confidence in your original work. Grammar and spell checker, author your own success story with writing help to eliminate mistakes. <coughs> Early scoring, Bartleby's advanced plate algorithm scans your paper and compares it to thousands of similar papers to produce a score before you can turn it in. Citation assistance, whether it's MLA grammar, Checks or APA assistance, citing source in a cinch. Try it today. Bartleby Tutor. One on one tutoring on your schedule, whether it's a one time question or a homework problem that needs a private study session solution. Bartleby's got you. Their team of live tutors are available 24 7. Get started today with a free 15 minute session on them. Find a tutor. Get a tutor on your computer. All tutoring sessions occur in real time via messaging or audio for easy collaboration on homework, help, 
textbook solutions, and more. Twitter for seven availabilities. Tutors are on demand day or night and can accommodate your st- school and life balance when you're ready to study, so it's bodily. Flexible options don't pay for tutoring time you won't use by 30, 60, 120 minute increments, whichever best fits your needs, didn't use all your minutes, we'll roll them over to another session. Many subjects, tutors are available in over 20 subjects, models and experts will help make sense of the toughest classes in engineering, math, physics, business, and much more. Find a tutor, ready to get started, sign up for 24-7, homework help now. Chapter 5 of Laura Inga's Wildest and Long Winter, titled After the Storm. On the fourth morning, there was a queer feeling in Laura's ears. She peeped from <coughs> across the soft snow drifted over the bed. She heard the little crash of the stove lid and then the first crackling of the fire. Then she knew why her ears felt empty. The noise of the blizzard had stopped. Wake up, Mary, she sang out, poking Mary with her elbow. The blizzard's over. She jumped out of the warm bed into air colder than ice. The hot stove seemed to give out no heat at all. The pail of snow water was almost solidly frozen, but the frosted windows were glowing with sunshine. It was coldest ever outside, Paul said when he came in. He bent over the stove to saw the icicles from his mustache. They sizzled on the stove top and went up in steam. Paul wiped his mustache and went on. The winds tore a big piece of tar paper off the roof, tight as if it was nailed on. No wonder the roof looked leaked rain and snow. Anyway, it's over, Laura said. It was pleasant to be eating breakfast and to see the yellow glowing window panes. We'll have Indian summer yet, Ma was sure. This storm was so early, it can't be the beginning of winter. I never knew a winter so- to set in so early, Pa admitted. But I don't like the feel of things. What things, Charles? Ma wanted to know. Well, I couldn't say exactly, he said. There's some stray cattle by the haystacks. Are they tearing down the hay, Ma asked quickly. No, Pa said. Then what of it? They aren't doing any harm, Ma said. I guess they're tired out by the storm, said Pa. They took shelter there by the haystacks. I thought I'd let them rest at either road before I drove them off. I can't afford to let them tear down the haystacks, but they could eat a little without doing any harm. But they aren't eating. What's wrong with them, Ma asked. Nothing, Pa said. They're just standing there. There's nothing to upset a body, said Ma. No, that's nothing to upset a body, Ma said. No, Pa said. He drank his tea. Well, I might as well drive them off. He put on his coat and cap and mittens again and went out. After a Ma said, You might as well go with him, Laura. You may need some help to drive them away from the hay. Quickly, Laura put on Ma's thick shawl over her head and pinned it snugly under her chin with a shawling. Shawl pin. The woolen folds uncovered her from head to foot. Even her hands were under the shawl. Only her face was out. Outdoors, the sun glittered from her eyes. She breathed a deep breath of the tingly cold and squinted her eyes to look around her. The sky was hugely blue and all the land was blowing white. The straight, strong wind did not lift the snow, but drove it scudding across the prairie. The cold stung Laura's cheeks. It burned in her nose and tingled in her chest and came out in steam on the air. She held a fold of the shell across her mouth and her breath made frost on it. When she passed the corner, saw, the corner of the stable, she saw Pug uh, going ahead of her and she saw the cattle. <coughs> she stood and stared. The 
cattle were standing in the sunshine and shadowed by the haystack spread and brown and spotted cattle and one thin black one. It stood perfectly still, every head bowed down to the ground. The hairy red necks and brown necks all stretched down from bony gaunt shoulders. Two monstrous swollen white heads. Pa, Laura screamed. Pa motioned to her to stay where she was. He bent on trudging through the low, low flying snow toward those creatures. They did not seem like real creatures. They did not seem like real cattle. They stood so terribly still. In the whole herd, there was not the least movement, only their breathing, their hairy sides in between the rib bumps. They pushed them out again. Their hip bones and their shoulder bones stood up sharply. Their legs were braced up, stiff and, stiff and still. And there, and where their heads should be, swollen white lumps seemed fast, seemed fast to the ground under the blowing snow. On Laura's head, the hair pricked up, and the horror went down to her backbone. Tears from the sun and the wind swelled out of her staring eyes and ran cold on her cheeks. Paul went on slowly against the wind. He walked up the up to the herd. Not one of the cattle moved. For a moment, Paul stood looking. Then he stooped up, quickly did so, and, and quickly did something. Laura heard a bellow, and the red steer's back thumped and jumped. The red steer ran staggering and bawling. It had an ordinary head with eyes and nose and open mouth, bawling out steam on the wind. Another one bellowed and ran a short, staggering run. Then another, Paul, was doing the same thing to the mall, one by one. Their bawling rose up to the cold sky. At last, they all drifted away together. They went slightly now in the deep, in the knee-deep spray of blowing snow. Paul waved to Laura to go back to the shanty while he inspected the haystacks. Whatever kept you so long, Laura, Ma asked, did the cattle get into the haystacks? No, Ma, she answered. Their heads were, I guess their heads were frozen to the ground. That can't be a mock explained. It must be one of Laura's queer notions, Mary said, busily knitting in her chair by the stove. How could cattle heads freeze to the ground, Laura? It's really worrying the way you talk sometimes. Well, ask Pa then, Laura said shortly. She was not able to tell Ma and Mary what she felt. She felt that somehow in the wild night and storm that stillness that was underneath all sounds of the prairie had seized the cattle. When Pa came in, Ma asked him, what was wrong with the cattle, Charles? Their heads were frozen over the over with ice and snow, Paul said. Their breath froze over their eyes and their noses so they couldn't see nor breathe. Laura stopped weep, sweeping. Pa, their own breath smothering them, she said in horror. Paul understood how she felt. He said, they're all right now, Laura. I broke the ice off their heads. They're breathing now, and I guess they'll make it to shelter somewhere. Carrie and Mary were wide-eyed, and even Ma looked horrified. She said briskly, get your sweeping done, Laura, and Charles, for pity's sake, why don't you take off your wraps and warm yourself? I got something to show you, Paul said. He took his hand carefully out of his pocket. Look here, girls, look at what I found in, hidden in the haystack. Slowly he opened his hand in the hollow of his mitten, sat a little bird. He put it gently in Mary's hands. <coughs> why, it's standing straight up, Mary exclaimed, touching it lightly with her fingertips. They had never seen a bird like it. It was small, but it looked exactly like a picture of the great auk in Paul's big green book, The Wonders of the Animal World. It had the same white breast and black back and wings, and the same short legs placed far back and 
cuff. Same large web feet. It stood straight up on his short legs, like a tiny man with black coat and trousers and white shirt front. And its little black wings were like arms. What is it, Pa? Oh, what is it? Carrie cried in delight as she held Grace's eager hands. Mustn't touch Grace. I never saw anything like it, said Ma. Said Pa. It must have tired out in the storm wind and dropped down and struck against the haystack. It had crawled into the hay for shelter. It's a great ox, Laura declared, only it's a little one. It's full grown. It isn't a nestling, said Ma. Look at those feathers. Yes, it's full grown, whatever it is, Pa agreed. The little bird stood up straight on Mary's soft palms and looked at them all with its bright black eyes. It's never seen humans before, said Pa. How do you know, Pa? Mary asked. Because it isn't, it isn't afraid of us, Pa said. Oh, can we keep it, Pa? Can't we, Ma, carry bags? Well, that depends, Pa said. Mary's fingertips touched the little bird all over while Laura told her how white its smooth breast was and how very black its back and tail and little wings. They, then they let Grace carefully touch it. The little ox sat still and looked at them. They set it on the floor and it walked a, a little away. A little way. Then it pushed its webbed feet tiptoe against the boards and flopped its little wings. It can't get going, pa, said Pa. It's a water bird. It must start from the water where it can use those webbed feet to get up speed. Finally, they put up in, they put in a box in the corner. It stood there looking up at them with its round, bright black eyes, and they wondered what it ate. What, that it was a queer storm all around, said Pa. I don't like it. Why, Charles? It, it was only a blizzard, Ma said. We'll likely have a nice warm weather now. It's beginning to warm up a little already. Ma took up her knitting again, and Laura went on sweeping. Paul stood by the window, and after a while, Carrie led Grace away from the little ock, and they looked out, too. Oh, look, jackrabbits, Carrie exclaimed. All around the stable, dozens of jackrabbits were hopping. The rustles have been living on our hay all through the storm. Paul said, I ought to take my gun and get us a rabbit stew. But he had been standing at the window looking at them without making with what is good. Pa, let them go, Pa. Please let them go, Pa. This time, this one time, Laura pleaded when they came because they had to. They had to find shelter. Pa looked at Ma and Ma smiled. We aren't hungry, Charles, and I'm thankful we all got through that storm. Well, I guess I can spare the jackrabbits a little hay, said Pa. He took the water pit and went to the well. The air that came in when he opened the door was very cold, but the sun was already beginning to melt the snow on the south side of the shanty. Thanks for listening to this chapter of Laura Eagles Wild over the Long Winter. Stay safe and have a good week.